Hey, boys and girls, before we jump into today's episode of Trucking After Hours, I just want to remind you who's bringing us to the dance. That would be Dat Power. Dat used to be Dial-A-Truck. Now it's just Dat because the days of Dial-A-Truck are gone. We're in the modern age with computers and crazy internet speeds and everything else going on. You can get Dat Power with over 880 thousand loads posted every day search the loads right there from your truck in real time all you need is a little bit of a data connection everything from lane makers to spot rates guaranteed payment through dat's assurance program you have a ton of features in dat power it is an amazing load board uh the best the fastest i think it's great and a ton of freight and the oldest name in the industry as trustworthy as can be and you can try it for 30 days absolutely free just by going to truckingpodcast.com slash power. We would love to have you on board. So let's get back to the show. Hey guys, Buck Ballard here with another episode of Trucking After Hours from the Trucking Podcast. Real quick, you can find everything you need to know about the podcast right there at truckingpodcast.com. I'm combining everything onto that site just to simplify things even more. Now, I warned you guys, I was only going to do a show, whether it be with with the Castle Curator and Don or just me or with a guest, when I had something great to bring you and basically all the stars aligned. So this is one of those. The stars aligned. I have a great guest and we have really a good conversation for you. One of the questions that's been showing up online, and I've had a couple of emails about it. Hey, what happened to Steve Summers? Did he get fired? Was it over politics? What went on? So digging around and making contact, I managed to talk to uh, a publicist who basically is handling his transition onto what is next for Steve Summers. All I can tell you is terrestrial radio is going through major, major changes. And sometimes changes aren't for the best show. They're for a spreadsheet. It's a cutthroat business. So he's been at that same station since 96, and he came in one day to find out We canceled the whole network. It is what it is. Steve's a fighter. He's got some great sponsors behind him. And uh, we were able to talk, and he's up to something really, really awesome. So rather than hash what went on, I want to just jump right into where we go from here. So with that, Steve, what's going on? What's the big announcement? Yeah, the big announcement here a few days ago was uh, one of our primary sponsors on my show over the years uh, was a guy by the name of Chris Gabrelchik, and he created uh, a product known as Hot Shot Secret. Uh, Chris has told the story several times. I was actually up at their facility here a couple weeks ago, and uh, there was more to it than I realized. He said he was almost down to his last dollar uh, struggling to get this uh, product off the ground. And uh, my salesperson got in contact with him. And he said, well, you know, let me bring you in with Steve. We'll, we'll give you like 10 minutes. And you can, if you may, maybe if you can explain the product, people would know more about what it does. And then maybe uh, you might be able to get a little traction. You know, as it turned out, you know, that 10 minutes ended. And the phones were kind of lighting up. People wanting to know, you know, how does this stuff work? And, now, you're telling me that nine out of 10 fuel injectors that are diagnosed as failed haven't really failed. And you're going to guarantee to me that this product will fix it and you'll give my money back. And, you know, so he ended up spending the entire night with five hours on the show talking about 
hotshot secret. And according to Chris, that was kind of a turning point for him because when he got done with the show that morning, he tells me he was trying to call his daughter and she wouldn't answer the phone. She was supposed to be monitoring the phones that morning. And he said, I gave you one job. I gave you one thing to do. And she's not answering the phone. <laughs> Turns out she was on the phone and she said, I've been on the phone all night long. We, we, we've got hundreds of orders for the first time. Now, according to Chris, that was kind of the turning point. And from there, uh, they have grown and I can't. I couldn't believe what he's built up there uh, in Mount Gilead, Ohio, from starting in a pole barn uh, with his wife and his children bottling product and trying to get something off the ground. He's got a 34,000 square foot facility. They are making, they are blending, you know, all those products. And that's where the turning point comes in because thanks to, according to Chris, my having a big role in getting his product off the ground uh, he realized that uh, the tables kind of got turned in 2020. I found myself without a job on November the 6th. And he said, you know, I've been thinking for about a year. I'd like to have my own program. Yeah, what, what would it cost me to do that? I think it may be costing him a little more than, it, than he thought initially because Chris is delving in, going in you know, head first into getting a studio together so my program can return. And they will be obviously the primary sponsors. It's going to be called the Steve Summers Overnight Drive, live from the Hotshot Secret Studios. That is awesome. They're putting my studios together. So, yeah, we've got a launch date in mind. But seeing as it's 2020 still, I said, I don't want to do anything in 2020. There's too many (laughs) things that could go wrong. So let's do 2021. You know, and there are a lot of places you can be between now and then, five minutes here, 10 minutes there. And, you know, you've got a big Facebook following and just shoot out a few Facebook lives and let guys know where you're going to be. They will love it. I guarantee you. That's exactly what we've been trying to do. I'm not a big tech guy. And a matter of fact, this, my friend, is my first ever Zoom meeting. (laughs) Uh, I had a call from Leslie in Nashville this past day. She's like a publicist. And she wanted to set up a, a Zoom meeting with you. And I said, well, I don't have a camera and there's not a microphone on my, you know, my own. I don't have a laptop. It's the old tower computer, you know? So oh, wow, yeah. I said, so then let me run up to Best Buy and I'll get, I'll get a camera and I'll see if we can set this up. And so here we are. You know, it's amazing the the technology and the things that go. But you mentioned Hot Shot Secret. I started out podcasting on my own uh, with a program called Jesus Freak Trucker, and it was just sharing my faith. That's what that show is about. I'm fascinated by ecclesiology, all of the different denominations, what they believe, why they believe it. I'm a, I'm a big student of church history. Yes. And I did that for 100 episodes, and in there I had bought and sold a few domains, and one of them I bought was the Trucking Podcast. I had done nothing with it. I just owned truckingpodcast.com. And I, I told my wife, I says, I'm just, it's time to park Jesus Freak Trucker. I've done 100 episodes. I've said what I want to say. It's time to move on. But I don't want to be done with podcasting. And, and my son, Don, had just started driving a beer truck, uh, doing a beer route. And it was his first trucking job. 
And she's like, why don't you do something with Don? And I'm thinking, well, I, I own this domain, and we, you know, we're both truckers, and I mean, trucking's in my blood. I love it. I, I've been doing it since 1998 when I got my CDL. So we fired that up, and it wasn't too long after I, I was approached by a, a different person within the organization, and Hotshot Secret sponsored me for the first year. How about that? And, and you know, they bought some of the equipment, the... Uh, Computer that just finally died this morning trying to connect really? to Zoom call. Um, Don's computer, that was all with uh, some of that sponsorship money. After a year of living in Rice Lake, we made the move. That's on the um, up north of Eau Claire. We moved to Green Bay, and I knew I was going to have some uh, challenges getting everything together and living in an apartment until we found a new home and all of those things. So it was time to renew, and I don't think either of us pursued it real hard. I didn't know a whole lot about marketing. My my head could explode from what I've learned in the last 18 months. But I'm grateful for them. They have a great product, and I actually uh, was going to run a few ideas by uh, by Leslie on uh, some things that uh, I thought would really help get their message out. Yeah, um, and I think maybe that's why we're talking, because you know she did mention the fact that there was a time when their uh, hotshot sponsored your podcast early on. And uh, I think you're doing a lot in writing, she said now. You know, it's very hard to get found. When you go into Google and you search for something, you're found what you're looking for. Not the case in iTunes. When you go looking in podcasts and you're searching for Steve Summers, if you do find anything, you find a, a sports figure. You, you search for Steve's yes. cooking show and you might find, <laughs> yeah. you know, Steve Smith, who's got a you know a studio in his basement like I do, it, it's just it doesn't work the same. So how do you get found? I, and I've learned some tricks on that, and they've worked well. And trucking is a really tight niche. How many guys own their own trucks and pay attention? And I think I've figured out the pattern of how to at least find some of those people and get in front of them. That's good. That's a good thing. And so maybe uh, maybe you're going to help me uh, get get the word out on where Steve Sommer's overnight drive is going to be. Well, I do know this much. I do know that initially when we first launch here, which is hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we're, we're looking at early January, but everything is fluid, as they say. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be, uh, for sure, streaming live via the hotshotsecret.com website. And we have the overnightdriveradio.com, which will be, again, a live stream Live stream is hard to come by. The resources to do it. Oh, yeah. And everything, everything is like that. They want you to record it and play it back later. So which we're going to do that. That's what podcasting is, right? Oh, yeah. It's just, just time-shifted content. You'll probably be able to help out with resources on where to find varying platforms to put podcasts. I know that you know, the guys up in Mount Gilead had a number of different sources available. There's so much available out there. and. I don't know. What do, you, what do you think about the, the future of actual terrestrial radio? Some are saying that it's kind of go, go, go away eventually. I go back to, I started driving truck in, I got my CDL in 98. It's something I always wanted to do in life and marriage and divorce and marriage and kids. And, you know, things go on. I owed the IRS a whole lot of money in 1997. I had been in business for myself. I got sober three years earlier. I needed to take care of business. And I decided I've always wanted the truck and I can't keep a job more than a year if my life depends on it because I'm just too restless. <laughs> and I remember my wife was, Steve, she was so pissed at me. We weren't even talking when I signed up for CDL school. We were writing letters back and forth to each other. 
I, I have a dedicated, amazing wife who's stuck with me for 36 years. We have three wow. wonderful kids. I can't imagine my life without her. How about but that? We were, we were just fighting and, and, and struggling over this one. And, and she told me in, in one of her letters, she says, what are you going to do if this doesn't work? And I, I wrote her back, if this doesn't work, have me committed because I am certifiably insane. Wow. And so you're kind of you're kind of a success story then in trucking because that's uh, over the years. That's one of the topics we talk about. That it's such a difficult occupation to to maintain a relationship. Yeah, you know, the divorce rates in trucking is is off the charts. You know, it's almost impossible to spend a week away from home and you know, come back, spend two days with the wife, and it just a lot of times it doesn't work. You know, one of our secrets was I was I was blessed to find a job that I'd usually leave Sunday night after dinner, and I was generally home Friday night. Uh, that was before internet was really big. I had no cell phone. Every night at seven o'clock, I'd find somewhere to stop and and call home and talk to Chris and the kids. Don was in high school. The girls were in, I believe, sixth grade when I went on the road. And I realized when I got home Friday night, they own me. I don't get to go hang out with the guys. I don't get to, I need to be dad. I need to be the guy who those kids can count on, the guy that my wife can count on, and I need to show up. And we made the deal. I will do this a year. We'll evaluate where we are with our bills and with uh, everything else, and I'll find a local job. And I stayed on the road for 10 years home every week. Wow. You know, at the end of 10 years, I was 50 pounds overweight and diabetic, which was... (laughs) (laughs) Another par for the course in trucking. It, it is, and it is murder. I, you know what a spotter truck is? They call them yard dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I do now, and I've done that for three and a half years. I'm paid by the hour. I work for a large trucking company, but I'm contracted to a, a gigantic toilet paper factory. So this boy has job security right now. Um, no doubt. Toilet paper. Wow. How long is that going to be in demand? Uh, yeah, as long as there's butts. And, as we've <laughs> forever. Just, yeah, forever. So we're, we're pretty good there. But uh, trucking has been good to me, and I will not bash the industry. It's, But what's different, Steve, is when I started uh, listening back to you and your dad in 97, the trucking companies didn't want to know what we did. It was like making sausage. We don't want to know what you do. We don't care how you do it. Just get this load to Atlanta and don't wreck anything. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to know. Just make sure when you turn in that paper logbook, it looks good. It looks, you know, stuff matches up the way it should. But I would would drive 20 hours a day. That was the way you did things. So you're one of the guys that had a logbook under the seat and then one on the dash kind of thing? Oh, I had paper logs. I knew better than anything <laughs> under the seat. It, it was... Okay. Yeah. And you eat it. You don't leave it in your truck anywhere. You you rip it in shreds and toss it out the window. But uh, just, it was a totally different world. And now today there are cameras in the truck that read the stop sign, that read the traffic light, and they second question, you know, second guess you on, did you go through that yellow light where you could have stopped? And I get it because of the crazy litigious world we live in, but it's, it's a different world. And there, there's a whole group of drivers out there, the majority of them, who never ran the old 10 and 8 logbook that we had back you know, in the day. Probably don't even know how to run that. No, and, and they couldn't do a recap sheet if their life depended on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's all on the tablet. And it, it's just, it is a different world. And I'm, 
I can't change that, so I guess I just have to adapt to it. And I did the last time I was on the road. I, I found hot-shotting, you know, using a, a dually pickup. I hauled RVs for a year right before Obama came into office, and we saw that whole mess coming up. I wrecked the truck. Uh-oh. And I sat down with the banker, and I sat down with, with Chris, and it's like, I can't restart. I have to take on more debt than I'm willing to when I know the economy is going to tank. So I went back into a big truck, and eventually I found a, a really great company job, hot-shotting cattle, baby bull calves. How about that? And, and here's the beauty of that. It was I worked Monday night, I worked Wednesday night, and then I was done, and I was making what I make now, actually a little more. I was paid very well because, you know, dead calves aren't going to get paid for on the other end. You have to be careful how you handle them, and you don't stop. You just keep the wind blowing through the trailer. Uh, most of the customers are Amish. You get there, you honk the horn, and it could be three in the morning, and the wife and the kids and the neighbors, they're all out to unload their stuff and write you a check and get you on your way. It was great. Wow. Well, I started with my dad in 1996. So if you were in 1997, you you kind of jumped in right in the early days when I first started working uh, in truck radio. And you know, in 1996, I knew absolutely nothing about trucking. And I, over the years, I've, I've, I've come a long way, I'd say. You really have. And I remember those. I used to, uh, the MO was at about midnight. If If I could find something entertaining to keep me entertained and awake, I could drive another four or five hours. Yeah. So I had you and I had Art Bell, uh, you and your dad and Art Bell. When I listened to you guys, I had a hard time telling which one was Dale and which one was Steve until I got into the program a little bit. You sounded so much alike. I've heard that a whole bit. I don't think we really sounded that much alike, but uh, so many listeners always said that. It was it was kind of funny. There was one time where uh, I was working on a you know, Friday or Saturday night, and my dad was out in his car, and he said a commercial came on, and he said, "Yeah, I don't, I don't remember recording that commercial," and it was actually me. You know, so, so he, even he got confused by, by hearing my voice on occasion. Oh, that's hilarious. I'll give you an idea of how far back I go. I remember a particular, and I'll let you tell the story. I'm just going to set, set you up. I remember a particular camping trip, and I believe you had your family with you, where you got no sleep because diesel trucks were honking their horn all night long. Yes, yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. What year was that? I, it, was a, it was a summer. I think it was a family reunion kind of thing initially, and then yeah, my wife and her sisters, my, my father-in-law, the, the family was all there. It was a camping trip. But, you know, we had kind of told everybody where we're going. My wife is from, uh, from Tennessee. Uh, she, she lived in Ringgold for a number of years, and then the family still lives down at the foot of Lookout Mountain in Flintstone, Georgia. Chickamauga Lake we were going to. But I know what, what, what's the, the big lake that's out there off uh, the highway between Tennessee and Alabama, I can't remember the. I can picture it, but I can't remember the name. I'm I'm up in northern right, Wisconsin. It's right off the interstate, but either way, my father was filling in. We were going to be out there for like four or five nights in a row, and we're in our tents camping out. And the interstate, you know, these big trucks would be going by, and they're just blowing their horn, <laughs> and you know. For several days, I'm thinking, what, what, what's what's something wrong out there on the interstate? Is something on the side of the road? But why are they blowing their horns? It turned out my father had told the drivers where we were staying, where the lake was. <laughs> we knew 
it was right off the interstate. He said, just blow your horn. Keep his ass away. <laughs> blow your horn. You know, and all night long. Yeah, that's what was going on. But I came back. He got such a charge out of that. But it, it, I guess it's an amazing thing to, to say how many people listened to the program then and the dedicated audience we've had over the years. But yeah, these guys coming through it anytime, day or night, just blowing their horn. I had no idea why. Steve, that studio had a sense of humor because I remember a couple of reports, the show on before your dad, the guy reported about Bozo's death. Yes. On well, one before he passed on. <laughs> I think he actually killed him like three times actually, yeah. over the years. Yeah, he mm. tried to make it. it, it the guy could tell believable stories. Bill Cunningham, that's, that's the guy yep, you're talking yep, about. Bill Cunningham, Cunningham yeah. was on 9 to midnight. I, mean, I, mean, I was in the studio one night listening to Willie, and my dad wasn't there yet. And he's telling the, to- the story about you know, the, the, the bozo. Uh, what, what, I think he was out somewhere, and he went out in the woods to take a pee or something. And <laughs> he, he disappeared. And uh, he's dead. And the reason we know is because there's a bear that came out of the woods, and he had a truck and bozo ball cap on. <laughs> and we know that. I mean, those kind of crazy stories. Oh, you know, that, that, that was just- Sometimes he would tell stories that made it sound believable. There was one time, actually, that his sister-in-law, you know, called uh, his wife saying she didn't know the news that, you know, Dale passed away. She said, no, he didn't. He didn't. That's just, it's, that's Cunningham again. Oh, that's hilarious. I mean, you had, your dad always claimed his show did so well because of the talent that called in. And I remember, you know, Hollywood and uh, Little Brother and some of those guys. And I don't imagine some of them are even with us anymore. Wow. You know, uh, Brooklyn. the list the list is long of the number of people that have come and gone over the years. It's, it's sad, but I guess we're not getting any younger, are we? You know, we're not, but there's a heck of a legacy. And, you know, I think terrestrial radio will always have a place but i think the time shifted content just makes life so easy but i mean even netflix now is realizing sometimes we just want to turn the tv on and we might be reading or i might be working on the computer you just want noise in the background you don't want to decide what to go to so you click to it but some of it i don't think anybody even remembers what this was like it depended on what where the moon was, what the weather was, what the Aurora Borealis was doing. I'd be up in Hayward, Wisconsin. I hauled a lot of yard mulch from Hayward, which is a good two hours north of Eau Claire, into the Twin Cities. And I could do two loads of that a day and get a three or four hour nap somewhere if I didn't bother going home. But when I'd get up there in the middle of the night and I had this big Caterpillar front end loader, I knew the people who ran the mill. They just left the keys and everything, and I'd load it myself. I'd weigh myself out. I'd do my own paperwork, and I'd leave. The mill was closed. But when that big old cat payloader was facing north, I could get you guys. When I turned around and put the scoop into the truck, I was facing south, and I couldn't get you guys. And I'd be sitting up there on the ramp for three minutes waiting for a story to end so I could turn around and put the scoop into the truck. (laughs) That's the cool thing with, I guess, with the modern technology. Everyone has everyone has a smartphone now, and I, I guess the newer trucks you can actually plug into your smartphone and plug it into the into the radio and listen through the speakers, the stereo oh, yeah. in the actual truck, and it sounds like you. Know, so you can listen to whatever you want. That's one of the reasons. You know, we, we had talked about going to a different day time, a day park. You know, doing an afternoon or a midday kind of a show, and I said, Chris, I said, you know. 
the audience that I've had that was built up over the years, yeah, my show was about live weather. Uh, I mean, no matter what's going on, severe weather, winter storms, road closures. You know, I took pride in giving the live information to the drivers out there. Drivers would call in with you know, tips about what's going on with a road closure and things of that nature. I said, I'd, I'd kind of like to maybe just continue to do what I've always done because, again, I'm live during the overnight hours and whatever's breaking in the news, you know, drivers would call and give me a tip. And I'm, you know, Google's a wonderful thing. Boy, you find the information. Here's the scoop right now. What's happening live? And of course, a lot of drivers you know, that used to work overnight moved to daytime, solar powered drivers, as they call them. I think many of them, though, do like to go back and listen to what was going on last night during the overnight hours. Uh, with the Steve Summers show. So that's why I've opted to, to make the choice to continue working overnights. Well, and until 2016, I would uh, I would do just that. And yours would download hour one, hour two, hour three. Um, you know, a little bit of information in the podcast there about, you know, who the, who the, if there was a guest or a co-host or someone yeah, with you. Yeah. And I'd choose which ones I wanted to listen to. But that first hour was always what's going on. And it is an industry with a lot of change. And whether or not we are for or against that change, we need to be aware of that change. And I knew if I caught that first hour, I, I pretty much have a good idea of what's going on without having to go to, uh, you know, an hour of landline now and a, you know, an in-depth research <laughs> of sleep apnea, which I really don't, you know, I, I'm 180 sure, pounds. Sure. I don't have a problem with that. So. <laughs> I get it. That's what with, with the new show, I, I the plans are we're going to keep much of that same format. I'll, I'll give weather each hour, you know, updates. First hour, I would usually do a pretty in-depth update. Now, if there's nothing really going on, you, know, you just don't have much to talk about weather-wise the rest of the night. But industry headlines, that was always the, you know, after my first break, I'd come back with what's going on in the industry headlines. And I would use, you know, the likes of OOIDA and the trucker and Overdrive and all the various trucking publications to, to kind of gather all the information before I went on the air yeah, I think that was a pretty successful format. And then through the overnight hours, and we will be taking live phone calls as we did over the years because it was a caller-driven show. That's really one of the keys there. Yeah, I sure as heck can't talk for five hours straight. And, you know, you might find as you go to the live format, maybe four hours gets her done because you don't have all of the commercial breaks. You'll just you'll have to see how that goes. We're looking to have overlooking to be like a radio station. We're gonna we're gonna have a news source at the top and the bottom of the hour. It, it's it's expected to sound like you're listening to a radio station anywhere else around the country with news, commercials. We'll have advertisers and things of that nature. So yeah, that's the plan. You, you know, amongst my podcast heroes, and if he passes away before I do, his picture will be up on my wall along with. Bozo Art, Bill Don Imus, and Bruce Williams, and that will be, um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank on his name because I'm excited talking to Steve, but that would be the, <laughs> the guy that does Horses in the Morning because that's exactly what he wanted to create was a radio show for horse people, really? a morning drive radio show for horse people. He just figured it out as he went along. He's got a voice like Kermit the Frog, but he does great with it, and just a, a, a that's what he created, and and. You know, he's, he streams it, and then it gets downloaded all over. But he had to be very careful because horse people aren't very technically savvy. So, uh, and if you've ever known a veterinarian, they're just, they're, they're a different type of people. And a lot of horse people are a different type of people. So there's a real emphasis on simplicity 
but uh, don't know much about horse people, but I used to like to go to the rodeo, but I actually got to be the the, the announcer for the yeah, like the sponsors and whatnot of some of the rodeos when we lived down in Dalton, Georgia for a few years there. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and you certainly have the voice to do that kind of work. And, uh, rodeo has, uh, I don't know. I've always said, uh, guys like me, the guys who are, are out there driving the trucks, I, I found my home when I got behind the wheel of a semi in 1998. And I knew this is going to work and this is what I'm going to do till I either can't do it anymore or die. But, uh, Guys like us, if we were born 150 years ago, we'd be pushing cattle across Montana. It's just, it's what we, it's what we do. Right. It's, it's a passion and it's hard to explain. But uh, one of the courses I took in some of my writing skills and some of my uh, podcasting skills, which certainly are nowhere near match what yours are by any means. Um, but it's what drives you? What's your passion? And as I go through and do these things and, and go through these and I find what really makes me come alive, you know, I'm I'm coming down the hill on uh, northern Idaho on Interstate 90 with the Jake brake on taking an oversized load out to Spokane. It, it's just that's what makes me come alive. I can't do it anymore because my body needs what I'm doing now to keep my A1C under control and to stave off that insulin as long as possible. Yeah. Um, so with your with your show, do do you do the like a YouTube or a Facebook Live or just just audio or? Quite honestly, this year I will do a show when I want to do a show when I have something really good to bring out, like Steve Summers. Other than that, it's tough because our lives have changed. Don has a full-time job. He's moved into management. So we used to do the, the show on Sunday nights. When I work a 12-hour shift and then I come home and I have to be up early the next morning and do another 12-hour shift, my energy is down. He starts out at like 3 a.m. sometimes on Monday mornings now where he used to have Mondays off. The energy in the show isn't the same. And then I spend three or four hours editing it. And that's three or four hours I could have spent doing stuff online and at 60 i need to be thinking about 65 and this will be a and it and it is it's a second income stream the website and other things so i'm really changing my focus on podcasting this year it, it's a passion it's something i love but uh, i won't be producing a show regularly every week for 2021 i will be focusing on uh, two websites the trucking podcast and uh, our family camping a, a camping and rving website how about that? Okay, that's a, that's a little different plan. The reason I ask about uh, the the video sort of thing is, you know, I've I've never been real comfortable on uh, a camera. You know, I I like to be in my digs in the studio. It's all by myself. I don't care how many people are listening. It could be one. It could be a million. But you didn't know. Yeah. But when you when you're on camera, people are looking at you, and I'm like. Yeah, that that's going to change with uh, the overnight drive radio show because yeah, Chris said, well, we want you to be streaming. We want to see your smiling face with our hotshot secret logo in the background and all that fun stuff. So we're looking to he's looking to put together a real nice studio with the backdrops and all that fun stuff. But yeah, YouTube streaming, Facebook live streaming, other sources of video. He said people can put a a face with the voice. I think he's dead right. I think you're not going to get as many video street video viewers as you expect. And that's okay. You're going to get a lot of audio. You're going to get a lot of people who 
maybe they missed the first two hours of their show. Now they can catch it, you know, as soon as that podcast comes up and catch it. Um, but you are going to get your super fans and you're going to relate to those guys. It's a great place for interaction for, uh, and, and just to put a face behind it. So I, I think it'll be a huge yeah. success, but be careful how you measure that success because it's not the same kind of numbers trucking in general. And it's one of the frustrating things with trucking. I can go through camping and find, a hundred articles to write that I know I can get found on Google. I can't find that many on trucking because it's not, there's not as big of players and they're not looking for written data as much as they're looking for YouTube, as much as they're looking for Facebook live. Right. But, uh, and, and for the truck and for the trucking audience, I mean, obviously if you're, if you're one of those that are out there driving down the highway during the overnight hours, you're not allowed to be watching anything streaming you know you're you're breaking the law there so obviously yeah the primary audience is going to be the the audio audience streaming that audio yeah but there are going to be the guys who are going to kick it on facebook put it face down on the passenger seat and drive on <laughs> uh, and the guys who are stopped for a break or the guys who are just somewhere they're going to stream it all night long and then that's great yeah, yeah so i deal. i think it'll go well is the studio close to home or are you going to do an in-home or it's going to be close to home. Good. Very, very close to I'll still be based out of Cincinnati, Ohio, where, you know, I've spent most of my life with the exception. Uh, we lived in Georgia for like five years. That's again, where my wife was from. So, yeah, but she was, uh, when I was doing mornings in Dalton, Georgia, little station down there, little FM, real country, 98.9. <laughs> and, and she, she was pushing me to, you know, my dad needed a producer at the time. And I said, ah, you know, they're, they're not going to hire me. They're not going to hire me, you know. But yeah, she told me day after day after day, she pushed me to, yeah, call Randy Michaels, call Randy Michaels, call the boss man and see if you, and I, I think her pushing, her persistence kind of paid off. And yeah, believe it or not, I left Dalton to come to Cincinnati to produce for my dad yeah, to make less money than I was making there. But the object was the potential for a future. And that that definitely panned out for me. I've truly been blessed over the years. You have, and I and I, I you could you will continue to be. You've found the right people and, and uh I think promoting the right stuff and uh I I'm excited for you. I'm I'm uh, envious in a little bit of a way. It, it's awesome to see what you're doing. I would love to be able to do this full time. Um not in the cards for me, but that's okay. I have other things going on, but uh, I look at the world we live in, and I had a job I wanted to finish my career out, hot-shotting livestock. And two big things put me out of it, and it, it wasn't the job. It wasn't the company. It was the new hours of service changes were going to make doing what we did almost impossible, just because you can't take a 30-minute break with a truck full of calves. Well, they mm -hmm. You know, they, they bypassed that. They they gave an override for that for livestock. But then the whole 14-hour thing was going to be an issue. And uh, there were a lot of things there. And also health insurance, thanks to some of the changes in Obamacare, my wife couldn't put me on her health insurance anymore. Now I had to go on our company's health insurance, which was a little company. It's horribly expensive. I work for a big company because I need the benefits a big company has. Yeah, yeah. But wait a minute, if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Okay, can we go political here for just a minute? <laughs> and, I, and I am going to give you why so many people misunderstood that statement, and it was, in fact, absolutely true. He just wasn't talking to you. 
If you belong to a union or you work for the government or you work for a politician, you were exempt from Obamacare, correct? Yes. So yes. when Obama said that, he wasn't lying. He just wasn't talking to you and I. He was talking to them. <laughs> and there's a whole lot of people that, for some reason, don't seem to grasp that. But for those that do, yeah. I think we've all seen the increases in premiums and deductibles. And I mean, it's, it's, it's been killer. Thousands of dollars per year more out of my pocket since that stuff. Oh yeah. My wife had a stem cell transplant in uh, 2009 and um, it's a double edged sword because number one, I'm sure we blew through that million dollar life maximum lifetime max. Yes. Yeah. And had it not been for Obamacare, that would have been an issue Uh, by the same token. When you have to meet a $10,000 max out of pocket, and that's only on what's covered, Steve. That's not what's not covered. That's not your time off work. That's not, since I'm not working, I still have to pay those premiums. Where's that money coming from? Your $10,000 max out of pocket can easily be twenty between lost revenue and the stuff they don't cover and the transportation costs. You do that three years in a row and it'll kill you. Don't ask me how I know. Yeah. It, but it, it, will, wow. it will break you. Yeah. Um, you know, thank God she's alive and well today. And the cancer they said would kill her in, in three to seven years. Now they say, well, we don't know where it is. We think you're cured. That's great. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah. The power of prayer. But uh, it, it's a crazy world we live in. And, you know, sadly, a generation that I think is willing to, to put a lot of limits on free speech so they don't have to hear what they don't want to hear. It's a scary time we live in, but I can't control that, so I just have to control what I can control. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, we're seeing a lot of the you know, socialist education coming out of our schools of higher learning, you know, coming out of school and now becoming the leaders of the country. And you know, I, sadly, I don't feel like we're going the right direction. I just I hope we can survive the next four years. You know, you just... Something I learned 26 years ago, I, you just have to take life one day at a time. And, uh, it, you know, it is what it is. And I was always very heavily influenced by Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of them in there was this little bullseye target and, you know, the, the bullseye and then the circles around it. And point what bothers you, what keeps you awake, what you stress over. And it goes closer to the center, the more control you have over it. Uh, if I need to lose 20 pounds, that goes pretty close to the center. What the next president is going to do, that goes way outside. It matters, but I don't have a lot of control over it, so I need to focus on what, what where I can make a difference. Yeah. yeah. Well, these are some of the sort of things the plan is we'll be allowed to talk about once again with the new program. <laughs> that, that'll be Be careful with iTunes. Be careful with – I know a couple of very liberal podcasters who – really didn't bite the whole COVID Kool-Aid and anything they said that was not with COVID, they didn't pull their show, but they pulled those episodes. Is that right? Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's a a whole different world we live in today. Yeah. And if anything, the censors in there are a little more left than radio because at least radio is making those decisions in a survival mode, not in a trying to shape the world mode. Or so I think I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That may be changing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, I hope we can do this again after you're up and running a little while and uh, keep in touch and and let let our guys know what's going on. And uh, I will shoot a few ideas off the Hotshot Secret. But uh, that's great. Great. Well, hey, thank you for the opportunity to come on and chat here and get 
uh, a very Merry Christmas and uh, let's look forward to a better yeah, 2021 ahead. So somewhere in the next several weeks, again, we'll be getting it up and running. HotshotSecret.com, OvernightDriveRadio.com. Technically, it's the Steve Summers Overnight Drive as the name of the show. So I will uh, write those down, put them in the show notes. Um, do you have Do you have anywhere people can get a hold of you or just go through those two websites? Uh, right. Well, Facebook, I got, you know, Facebook, I'm trying to keep people updated with where we're headed with all this, you know, and uh, believe it or not, I've, I've got more friend requests since I was let go than I did before. So See, now, uh, I found you on Facebook yesterday, but I think you have a page and a personal profile. And I think I sent the, the request to the personal profile and maybe that was the wrong one. I don't know. I, I got yours. I got that. So I, I, I accepted your friendship uh, earlier today, as a matter of fact. Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we are now Facebook friends, and that's the idea to go. There were some old pages that used the previous program logo that I had no control over. So, yeah. so won't yeah. find anything there. But, yeah, Steve Summers, official Facebook page. That's awesome. And so- it's S-O-M-M-E-R-S. You know, I think a lot of people type in SU and they can't find it. They find that guy out of New York. You know, that's the funny thing. You go look for uh, Steve Summers trucking, and even then, some Google, they just can't distinguish. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Steve Summers is a radio guy with WFAN out of New York. He's been there for years. And actually, in the Wikipedia page, it says not to be confused with Steve Summers, of, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so. I do have to throw one thing in before I let you go, Steve. When we started, um, the trucking podcast, Don and I, one of the issues we had was, um, now Don and his girlfriend have been together 13 years. They're, they're, uh, uh, my oldest grandson is 12. They're hopefully getting married this year. They're going to get married last year in Jamaica. Thank you, COVID. They didn't. With them not being married, what do we refer to our significant others, our wife, our, our, our apostle cue, whatever the case may be. Uh, there's a whole generation that doesn't know what apostle cue is. And I was thinking of your dad and Lumpy. Well, if either of us called our wives Lumpy, we would be dead. Uh, right. So uh, we came up with Castle Curator. So on our on our podcasts, yeah, the, the Castle Curator would be my other half. Okay. Well, everybody <laughs> knows my other half is the princess. There you go. And right. Every, so. every woman likes to be the princess, right? There you go. Every woman needs to be the princess in her husband's story. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. The key to a happy marriage, that, and choose which heels you're willing to die on. <laughs> yeah. Well, please, when you get uh, this all put together and uh, you know, share with me so I can share with others and we'll you know do our best to get the word out there. I will do it. And I'm going to throw this in, guys. I had this all set up. Everything's going well. Those who have seen us do the show live know I use a Toshiba laptop, a Hewlett Packard laptop. I'm all ready to go. I'm firing up. And today is the day the Toshiba laptop died. <laughs> I appreciate your patience for the first 10 minutes of watching me. Not a problem. <laughs> I thought it was all going to be on my end because I just, you know, like I said, I just hooked <laughs> this stuff up like, last night. I said, let's give it, a, let's give it a dry run. So, Oh, man. Yeah. And there will be the nice thing with live feed is every now and then Facebook will do some weird stuff on you trying to stream. Or it'll say you're not <sighs> streaming anymore and you are. You just don't know. Okay, so yeah. be, always act like the camera's on, right? Exactly, because you never know. Um, yep. That being said, anything I can do on the technical side or idea side or anything else, reach out. I'd, I'd, I'd love to do whatever I can do to, to make sure that the legacy of uh, the Summers 
uh, what would you call it? The institution of, of Summers Trucking Radio continues. I hope it continues for years to come. That's the plan for all of us. <laughs> That's the plan. Yes, sir. You got it. Thank you so much, and we will talk again, Steve. Hey, have a great day. You do the same. You know, one of the things that really keeps me going uh, doing the podcast, it's something I know I don't do a lot of them, but it's something I truly love to do, and I wish I could spend more time doing it. But when I get a chance to have conversations with really incredible people with some what I consider epic careers, and Steve is one of those, uh, it, it's just an honor. He's a great guy. He's always had you, the truck driver's best interest at heart, and he always will. And with that, I, if you guys don't drive all night, you'll be able to download the stuff in the day. But if you're out there running at night, there's nothing like the real feel of there's somebody out there in the middle of the night doing a live feed for you guys to hear. And, and for that, my hat is off to him. Go ahead and check out either place, hotshotsecret.com or uh, overnightdriveradio.com is the other one. Both of those, you will be able to live stream the show uh, to the best of my knowledge. I will update the post for this at, at uh, truckingpodcast.com as we get more information on how to find Steve. And, and I'll tell you what, this is a labor of love. He's uh, He's continuing a tradition that goes way, way back beyond when he started in 96. And, and that legacy, I'd like to see it continued for as long as possible. It, it's, uh, it's just something that, that's personal to me. So I, I just I pray for his success. I know you guys will uh, tune in and listen. Find him as soon as he's online. Follow the Facebook page, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash trucking podcast. It'll get you to podcasting after hours because we changed the name of the Facebook group. But uh, or trucking after hours. I don't know why I do that. Real easy to do. But uh, we will keep you guys in touch. And as soon as he goes live, I will let you know. In the meantime, feedback at truckingpodcast.com goes right to my phone. It takes a few minutes to get through the servers and then boom, I get it. I would love to know what you think. I'd love to uh, chat with you guys. And you got an idea for the next show? Just let me know. We will bring it to you, maybe with Don, maybe with the Castle Curator, maybe just me, or maybe with an epic guest like Steve. Stay safe, shiny side up, God bless, and we will talk to you all next time. Merry Christmas to you all, too. I know. Oh, I am not boring. I just stick to what I.